Today is December 5th. This is Verses in Flow. I'm Jennifer. Welcome in and welcome back. I'm so happy that you're here with me. So grateful that I get to do this with you, that I get to get into God's Word, especially because we are beginning a new book in the Old Testament today, the book of Hosea, a very, very popular book for the narrative that it contains. We're going to talk more about that in a moment. We'll also be returning to First John, which I have been thoroughly enjoying. I don't know about y'all, but this book has given me life. And of course, we have our Psalm and our Proverbs as per usual. And we're going to discover how these ancient texts speak to our hearts, our minds, and our souls today, and how we can integrate them into our daily experiences, into our relationships, into our attitude and our actions. Now, the book of Hosea, this book is a powerful testament to God's relentless love and the story of a prophet whose life actually mirrored the divine message that he was carrying. Hosea is one of the 12 minor prophets who are called minor, once again, not because they're less important, but because their books are shorter in content than the major prophets like Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel. Now, Hosea lived and ministered in the northern kingdom of Israel during the 8th century BC, so approximately 800 years before Jesus was born. This was also before the Babylonian exile. Exile, but after the kingdom of Israel had split into two. So you remember back in Kings, we talked about the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. Well, Hosea lives in the northern kingdom. His main message was to call the people of Israel to repent from their idolatry and their unfaithfulness to God, much like the other prophets and judges, and to warn them of what would happen if they didn't. Hosea also spoke of God's love and mercy for his people and his promise to restore them and heal them in the future if they repented. And so Hosea's life becomes a living illustration of his message because God tells him to marry this woman named Gomer. And Gomer was the kind of woman who didn't like to stay home at night. God knew that she would break his heart through her unfaithfulness and break his heart she did. What a tough assignment Hosea was given. He experiences firsthand the piercing pain of loving someone who is hell-bent on destroying themselves and you in the process. His life is really a live-action parable where his own marital struggles parallel the tumultuous relationship between God and his people. Imagine the tenderness as well as the tension in Hosea's home as he's experiencing this. How fragile their situation must have been with her cheating on him constantly and they had kids too. Oh, my heart goes out to Hosea. And yet, Hosea's enduring love for Gomer, despite unthinkable betrayal, mirrors but a fraction of God's loving kindness for you and me. God sees clearly where we have prostituted ourselves for lesser loves, counterfeit loves, and yet he still comes to redeem us every time. What kind of fathomless love is this? What comfort, though, that the one who sees us in all our fickleness, feels all our forsaking, and still draws us close. Hosea's book is a powerful and poignant expression of God's love and His justice and how they are intertwined in His dealings with humanity. It shows us the depth and the intensity of His emotions, His anger, His grief, His jealousy, His compassion, His wrath, and His grace. 
It also shows us the depth and the intensity of God's actions and the paradox of his judgment and his salvation, his discipline and his restoration, his rejection and his acceptance. And this narrative should challenge us to really examine our own lives, to question whether we are honestly staying faithful to God and loving Him more than anything or anyone else. As we walk with Hosea, maybe we'll even find traces of our own stories. Maybe we'll see moments where we betray the lover of our souls, but also experienced the perfect love that welcomed us back home. Let's drink deeply from the wells of Scripture today. Let's taste and see, because God is so good. Hosea chapters 1 through 3, Tree of Life version, The Unfaithful Wife. The word of Adonai that came to Hosea, son of Beeri, in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah, and in the days of Jeroboam, son of Joash, king of Israel. When Adonai first spoke with Hosea, Adonai said to Hosea, Go get yourself a prostitute as a wife, and children with a prostitute. For the land is an unfaithful prostitute, far from following after Adonai. So he went and took Gomer, the daughter of Dibliam, and she conceived and bore him a son. Then Adonai said to him, Name him Jezreel, for in yet a little while I will visit the blood of Jezreel upon the house of Jehu, and I will destroy the kingdom of the house of Israel. In that day I will break the bow of Israel in the valley of Jezreel. Then she conceived again and bore a daughter. And he said to him, Name her Lo-Ruhamah, for no longer will I have compassion on the house of Israel that I should ever pardon them. But on the house of Judah I will have compassion and deliver them by Adonai their God. Yet not by bow, sword, or battle, nor by horses and horsemen. After she weaned Lo-Ruhamah, she conceived and bore a son. Then he said, Name him Lo-Ami, for you are not my people, and I am not yours. Restoring the covenant promises, yet the number of Benai Israel will be like the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured or counted. Instead of, you are not my people, being said to them, they will be called children of the living God. Then the descendants of Judah and descendants of Israel will be gathered together. They will appoint themselves one head, and they will go up from the land. For the day of Jezreel will be great. Say you to your brothers, Ami, and to your sisters, Ruhamah, contend with your mother, contend, for she is not my wife, nor I her husband. Let her put away her fornications from her face and her adulteries from between her breasts, or else I will strip her naked and expose her as on the day she was born. Then I will make her like a wilderness, yes, I will make her like desert land, and I will let her die of thirst. I will have no compassion for her children, for they are children of prostitution, for their mother has practiced prostitution. She who conceived them has been shameful, for she said, Let me go after my lovers, who are giving me my bread and my water, my wool and my flax, my oil and my drink. Therefore, see, I will hedge her in with thorns, and I will build a wall around her so she cannot find her paths. And she will chase after her lovers, but she will not overtake them. She will seek them, but not find. Then she will say, Let me go and return to my first husband, for it was far better for me then than now. 
but she did not realize that I myself gave her the grain, the wine, and the fresh oil. I lavished on her silver, also gold, which they made into bale. Therefore, I will return and take back my grain in its season, and my new wine at its appointed time. And I will snatch away my wool and my linen for covering her nakedness. So now I will uncover her lewdness to the eyes of her lovers, and no one will rescue her from my hand. I will also put an end to all her rejoicing, her feasts, her new moon, her Shabbat, and all her Moadim. I will also devastate her vines and her fig trees, of which she said, These are my payment that my lovers have given to me. But I will turn them into a thicket, and beasts of the field will devour them. Then I will punish her for the days of the Balaam, to whom she would burn incense, adorning herself with her rings and jewelry, going after her lovers, but me she forgot. It is a declaration of Adonai compassion and covenant love. So then I myself will entice her. I will bring her into the wilderness and speak to her heart. I will give her back her vineyards from there and make the valley of Accor a door of hope. She will respond there as in the days of her youth, as in the day she came up out of the land of Egypt. In that day, it is a declaration of Adonai. You will proclaim my husband and never again call me my Baal. Then I will remove the names of the Balaam out of her mouth, no longer to be mentioned by their name. In that day, I will make a covenant for them with the beasts of the field, the flying creatures in the sky, and the creeping things on the ground. I will break into pieces the bow and sword and warfare from the land, and I will cause them to lie down securely. Then I will betroth you to me forever. Yes, I will betroth you to me with righteousness, justice, covenant, loyalty, and compassion. I will betroth you to me with faithfulness, and you will know Adonai. So it will be in that day, I will respond, it is a declaration of Adonai, I will respond to the skies, and they will respond to the earth, and the earth will respond with grain, new wine, and fresh oil, and they will respond with Jezreel. I will sow her in the land for myself, I will have compassion on Lo-Ruhamah. I will say to Lo-Ami, you are my people, and they will say, my God, buying back his wife. Then Adonai said to me, Go again, love a woman who is loved by a companion and committing adultery, just as Adonai has loved the Benai Yisrael, while they were turning to other gods and loving raisin cakes. So I bought her for myself for fifteen shekels of silver and an omer and a half of barley. Then I said to her, For many days you must stay with me. You must not practice prostitution. You must not have a man, and I will be the same toward you. For Benai Israel will remain for many days without king, without prince, without sacrifice, without sacred pillar, and without ephod or teraphim. Afterwards, Benai Israel will return, and they will seek Adonai for their God and David their king. Then they will return in awe to Adonai and to his goodness in the last days. 1 John chapter 5 Everyone who believes that Yeshua is the Messiah is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves the one born of him. Love God, live God's word. We know that we love God's children by this. When we love God and obey his commandments, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. 
and his commandments are not burdensome, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. And the victory that has overcome the world is this, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world if not the one who believes that Yeshua is Ben Elohim? Believe God's own testimony of Yeshua. Messiah Yeshua is the one who came by water and blood, not by water only, but by water and blood. The Spirit is the one who testifies because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify, the Spirit, the water, and the blood, and these three are one. If we accept men's testimony, God's testimony is greater. For this, it is the testimony that God has given about his son. The one who trusts in Ben Elohim has the testimony in himself. The one who does not trust in God has made him a liar because he has not believed in the testimony that God has given about his son. And the testimony is this, that God gave us eternal life and this life is in his son. The one who has the son has life. The one who does not have Ben Elohim does not have life. Walk now in eternal privileges. I wrote these things to you who believe in the name of Ben Elohim so you may know that you have eternal life. Now this is the confidence we have before him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests we have asked from him. If anyone sees his brother committing a sin not leading to death, he should ask, and God will give life to those who commit sin not leading to death. There is a sin leading to death. I am not saying you should ask about that. All unrighteousness is sin, but there is sin not leading to death. We know that anyone born of God does not keep on sinning. Rather, the one born of God keeps him safe, and the evil one cannot touch him. We know that we are of God, and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. And we know that Ben Elohim has come and given us insight, so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true, in his son Yeshua the Messiah. This one is the true God and eternal life. Children, guard yourselves from idols. Psalm 124 Had he not been on our side, a song of ascents of David, had Adonai not been on our side, let Israel now say, Had Adonai not been on our side, when men rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us alive. When their wrath burned against us, then the waters would have engulfed us. The torrent would have swept over our soul. Then the raging waters would have swept over our soul. Blessed be Adonai, who has not given us as prey for their teeth. Our soul has escaped like a bird out of the snare of the trappers. The snare is broken and we escaped. Our help is in the name of Adonai, maker of heaven and earth. Proverbs chapter 29 verses 5 through 8. A man who flatters his neighbor spreads a net for his feet. In an evil man's wrongdoing is a trap, but the righteous sings and rejoices. A righteous person considers justice for the poor. The wicked one has no such concern. Mockers incite a city, but wise men turn away anger. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your word that is living and active and piercing and that speaks powerfully into our lives each day. Lord, we thank you 
for the warnings, the wisdom, the promises, and the truth that we find in your word. Lord, we thank you for the narrative of Hosea. Help us to grasp even a fraction of your love, to understand the depth of your grace and the reach of your mercy so that we know that we are chosen and cherished. Lord, help us to fix our eyes on you alone as the source of our help and our hope because you alone are faithful, reliable, and able to guide us on the right path. Lord, empower us by your spirit to stand firm in the freedom Christ has purchased for us. Protect our hearts from legalism and false teaching and let your grace be the foundation that we build our lives on. Fill us with a deep thirst for your presence above all else. Be our refuge, be our strength, be our portion. Lord, be our delight and our satisfaction. Teach us to worship you with abandon at all times and in all places. Lord, we ask that you would give us a spirit of humility and honor. Lord, help us to truly, truly be a blessing to others and share your love in word and in deed. Lord, we ask that you would take the word that has been planted in us today and bring forth a harvest of every fruit of your spirit. Shape us more into the image of your son, Jesus. Equip us for every good work. Have your way in us, Lord. As we absorb the final words of 1 John today, let us truly live as overcomers. Let us truly walk in the victory that you have already won for us. And Lord, may the knowledge that you've been on our side and that you're still on our side fuel our courage and our commitment as we face the challenges ahead, whatever they may be. Cover us this day, Lord. Strengthen us, inspire us, and use us for your glory. We pray all of this in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus, our Savior and Redeemer. And all the people of God said together, Amen. And our affirmation for today. Today, I claim my identity as an overcomer, not because I'm invincible, but because my faith is anchored in the one who is. Today, I claim my identity as an overcomer, not because I'm invincible, but because my faith is anchored in the one who is. And our aphorism, in the currency of heaven, love is the gold standard, never depreciating, always accruing, and eternally in circulation. That is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for being on this extraordinary expedition with me. You belong here, and we belong together on this journey. I love you, and if God says the same, I'll be right here tomorrow waiting for you.